0: On today's PMEA's Take Note podcast, we are talking about an organization based in Western Pennsylvania that is doing a lot of good to connect in school and out of school music programs. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of TMEA's Take Note podcast. I'm Mark Despatagas. Today, we are talking about uh, an organization based in Pittsburgh uh, that has some things to do with music education, but is done outside of school. And uh, we're going to uh, explain what all it is and what all they do, and that that description was such a tiny description of really the, the many things that that they do. So uh, I'm delighted to have with us today, and I'll bring her now, Emily Bowen uh, from Unisound in Pittsburgh. Emily, thanks for being with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So I, I probably did a poor job of of the elevator speech there uh, of what Unisound is and just and giving it a, in a sentence or two, uh, but that's okay because that's why you're here. Uh, so. Um, Tell us what Unisound is, why it was created for people who who probably have no idea what this is at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Unisound is basically a coalition of around 40 music and arts organizations in the Pittsburgh area um, that all provide musical opportunities out of school time to children and teens. And we know that Pittsburgh is overflowing with music programs. So one of Unisound's main goals is connecting pittsburgh musical families with the music organization that fits their needs and Unison was created in 2019 after over 20 music and arts organizations came together in a group meeting and it became very clear from the conversation that many of these organizations have the same problems and issues so especially with not having enough resources to market their programs or professional development needs. So Unisound basically stepped in and we became a program that can provide a shared services of a type to these organizations. So we market their programs for them, we provide professional development opportunities through workshops and sessions, and along with many other programs that solve these issues.
0: You know, as I look back to that creation and one of the first things that really struck me about it was, you know, if you're a parent and your kid wants to get involved in and in, let's just say some type of youth orchestra, well, where do you go there's not just one in Pittsburgh. There's several. Uh, so where do you go? What one makes most sense? And I think that in many instances, it, these these youth organizations are not competing against each other. They're offering different things for different students. And Unisound is kind of a way to uh, maybe boil that down for a parent to make it a little bit easier. Is that, is that fair?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the whole idea behind it was that we are so in our little silos, all these different organizations, but a rising tide lifts all boats so if we have full music programs we can only grow so it's really just trying to support everyone because usually there's a neighborhood issue you know someone's not going to want to come from the south hills to the north hills so that would be the youth organization the youth orchestra that they should go to is the one in the south hills so there it fits the needs of the families that are looking to join these programs
0: so then let's talk about the impact that you've seen since it's been started. I mean, it's still pretty young, but I would say there's probably been some impact. Um, you know, what have you seen for these member organizations, but then also students and families uh, who are who are coming to participate in these types of groups? What's the impact?
1: Yeah, so starting with our member organizations, the first impact would definitely be an increase of kids signing up through their programs from marketing that we've done or we also have a unisound organizational directory which makes it easier for these parents to go to our website and instead of going to a million different websites and seeing all the options we have all the organizations listed there so it's a one-stop shop for them to kind of see what's available so that's really helped with organizations retaining and bringing in new students but also providing a bigger network for these member organizations to share information with each other, whether that be audition needs, registration opportunities. It's now become a big network of sharing messages. And we've actually had organizations come and form partnerships through being a Unisound member and meeting through a happy hour. For example, we have Practice Makes Perfect Music Studio. Their students needed instruments to do private lessons with, that organization. And through a partnership with Brighton Music Center, Practice Makes Perfect now gets their instruments from Brighton Music Center and can now offer those to their students. So it's been really cool seeing connections being made just through this member organization network we have. And then for students and parents, um, one of the biggest impacts is our musical instrument petting zoo. So for those who are not familiar with what that means, we bring musical instruments to local libraries or community events, and we give kids and families the opportunity to pick up an instrument and learn how to get some sound out of it to see if there would even be a starting interest in learning about a musical instrument or taking lessons. And then that's the stepping stone that gets them to our directory into, into a program. So it's really been cool to see the excitement from those kids.
0: Yeah, and and I I was a part of of some of those uh, years ago, and I know you've done so many of them over time, and and uh, I love kind of when you come back to us because a uh, full disclosure, I'm part of the steering committee uh, for for Unisound, um, but when you come back to us on the steering committee and tell us some of the stories of these petting zoos, and I think that uh, it's. You know, a music teacher in a school sees that spark sometime, you know, because the kids come to them when they do the first tryouts. But this is kind of in a whole different environment because you're out in the community, you're at a library, you're at a public event, and maybe the kid is there with their parents or their guardians. And I just imagine that spark is something so special, especially uh, for their families that are there with them.
1: Yes, definitely. There's definitely families who immediately get out their phones the second that the kid is holding the violin and is getting a little sound out of it. And that just, I mean, encourages the child because they're excited that their family is excited about it as well. So it's a very unique experience, but it's one that's very important and impactful.
0: Yeah, that, that's so awesome. So um, as this connects to school music programs, you know, sometimes there's there's a tension between a school music program uh, and a, and a youth chorus or a youth orchestra because uh, time is valuable and, and in some instances it's it's well, my rehearsal was this night and their rehearsal was this night and some people are willing to compromise, some people aren't willing, are not willing to compromise. I, I've heard some other tensions with uh, as it relates to uh, the way a student is playing or singing something like the pedagogy of it. Um, you know, do you see these tensions? And, you know, how can they be overcome? Is is Unison one of these ways that, that, that they can be overcome and then we realize that we actually all benefit each other?
1: Right, yeah, well, I definitely hear a little bit about the tension between these programs. And honestly, it's mostly about the schedule, right? Because these kids only have so many hours in their day. And a lot of the time, these youth orchestras or youth choirs, when they get to a high level, there's a lot of rehearsal time and practice time that's necessary. And it might overlap with concerts or marching band or something like that. But instead of focusing on the tension, I think it's so important to understand that without these school programs, which are the foundation and the stepping stones of how these kids could even get to the level where they audition for these out of school programs, especially the higher level ones, that it is so necessary to support them and to have good music programs um, in schools because without them, these organizations would not have their musicians, have the students to even have an organization. So it's, it's more important to see how we benefit each other because we're all doing the same thing. We all want kids to become the best version of themselves through creating music. So it really, we should be working together, not focusing on scheduling issues
0: yeah and to those those in school teachers the other thing is you know uh this is just this wonderful venue for for kids to go and and do what they love at at a different level and and i think it's important also to realize there's a value in in being in an ensemble in front of a different conductor in front of a different director uh because you learn so much from that experience and that's what many of these Youth ensembles do. Obviously, it's not going to be your same in-school director, but they even bring in, um, you know, maybe guest guest conductors or guest clinicians uh, more often. So, so absolutely, s- certainly, you know, see the overlap, and I and I really think Unisound is helping to overcome that uh, in so many ways by just spreading the good word of, you know, what happens in in uh, in these in these programs that are part of this coalition. Um, so. It's not just that, that Unisound does. I mean, that's huge, right? That, that's a huge thing that Unisound does, but there is another component of the work uh, of Unisound uh, that we call the BTAR program. Uh, but for those who don't know the acronym, it's the Black Teaching Artist in Residence program. Um, tell us what that is.
1: Yeah, so the BTAR program was started in 2020 with the main purpose to cultivate new culturally and musically diverse collaborations among teaching artists, students, and youth music organizations in our Pittsburgh region. And we talk about consistently in our steering committee meetings that Pittsburgh is not the most welcoming place and easiest place for teaching artists of color to grow, to be their own Um, professional, like they have multiple jobs they have to do. They can't just be an artist. They can't just be focused on that. So the BTAR program is a residency. It's a nine month residency and we bring in two and last year we had three because we had such great applicants, um, BTARs to come in and they can actually just have time to focus on their art because we pay them a stipend. We give them professional development opportunities, workshop and marketing opportunities so that way they're not doing uber eats they're not doing five jobs just to be what they want to be but they're getting the opportunity to network in our community and build their career just being a teaching artist
0: so uh I, well we just finished the third cohort uh so um what have you seen as the outcomes uh because it's it, I, I will say uh, just to preface your, your response, like each cohort, each group is so different and what they've come out with is so different. So I'm curious what your take is on kind of the bigger picture outcomes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's been so interesting to see how different these cohorts and these groups have been. So our first two V-tars, uh Brittany Trotter and Lynn Starr, got the program off to a great start. They There's usually an ending, project that the residency comes to an end with um and they ended with a concert and that was really interesting and they both even though we hoped they would stay in Pittsburgh they were so successful that they both moved to California to further their careers and Brett got a job as a professor at the University of the Pacific's Conservatory of Music And Lynn has been consistently performing in L.A., so it's been really cool to see how they flourished through the program. And then our second cohort, Anita Levels and Dr. and Nirio, have established themselves in Pittsburgh. They were so busy through their residency. They booked themselves, and it's been wonderful to see how they stayed here and grow. You know, like um, Zuli, she has been booked solid working with different opera companies because she's a a vocalist and she was singing at the pirates game doing the national anthem and anita moved on from the residency into the pittsburgh youth choirs um artist of color residency so that was cool to see how they did it a little bit differently and then finally our third cohort that just finished up their time with us inez Cat, and soulman it again were a totally different um residency they they worked on a final project of recording a a song in the studio instead of doing a live performance and we're excited to see what they achieve now moving on after this nine months so we're looking forward to starting a fourth year and we're hoping to see what differences we can see now again this year
0: yeah, it's it has been so fascinating to watch, and I should say for for folks who, uh, who students and teachers who've been involved in our Crescendo Conference, uh, Brittany Trotter has been a part of that uh, for several years, uh, and and you know still helps us out as a friend of PMEA, even though she is uh, is all the way out in California, uh, a few time zones away, um, and, and I think part of that exposure for for her. To us, uh, came because of what she was doing uh, with this program, um, and and so uh, that speaks to a lot of this. And I and it, it is amazing to to watch these groups as they start, and then all of the opportunities that all of a sudden start to happen for them because they're networked into this community now, thanks to what Unisound is. And I just think that's uh, that's that is just amazing. Uh, and so it's obviously working. So now the thought is, how does it expand? And it is expanding. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so this is going to be the first season that we actually create a full-time position. So instead of it just being BTAR, it's going to be the BTAR Fellowship, and that's going to be a two-year full-time teaching position. And we got the idea of for this from Hope Academy, who is one of our member organizations. And Linda, who is the director there, she came to us and said, you know what? I have teaching artists and I do private lessons, but I don't have a violin teacher that looks like the kids that are taking lessons. And that's so important. So we said there's a need for a black teaching artist who plays violin here in Pittsburgh. So we created this fellowship we reached out to other member organizations to see if they had the same issue and they do um and so yeah we're going to pay for moving expenses travel stipends on top of a salary and full benefits to have a BTAR fellow move to Pittsburgh or if they're local and we just couldn't find them apply for the job and we'll hire them and get them in this role so that students have teaching artists that look like them and they can see that they're they are needed and wanted in this space so we're excited about that opportunity this this upcoming year
0: so then tell us how people can can get involved uh if they're looking at the btar program or if they're looking at the fellowship program where's more information how to get involved
1: yeah yeah definitely and we're still looking for applications for both the full time position this year and the normal residency which is nine months and if anyone is interested they can go to Uh, unisound.us and then under the four teaching artist tabs you'll see the black teaching artist in residence page and that has all the information on how to apply what we're looking for in an applicant and you can read more about those previous vtars as well
0: yeah so uh anyone who sees this uh certainly if you're in the pittsburgh area of course but if you're outside of the pittsburgh area and this seems like a, a good fit especially the fellowship uh piece uh uh Take a, a, a look into that for sure. So, um, kind of to emphasize the point of the of Beyond Pittsburgh. I mean, this is this is of course very Pittsburgh, uh, Allegheny County, Western Pennsylvania based, uh, just by the nature of it. But um, have you seen anything like Unisound and the Coalition and the BTAR program anywhere else? Is this a, is this a thing anywhere?
1: Yeah, actually, there's two programs that kind of inspired Unisound. And so one of them is in Chicago. It's the Chicago Musical Pathways Initiative, which is, a they're both a little different, both of these programs, but this one is a training pathway to help underrepresented youth um, work with local music organizations and help them find their full music potential. So it's really focused on those minority groups and getting them into music programming, where we're for every child and all the youth that might want to be in a music program and then the other is in Philly so just right across the state from us it's the Philadelphia Music Alliance for Youth and again it's more similar to the Chicago program where they're dedicated to providing music opportunities for underserved youth so then they would apply for the program and once they're placed they work with music organizations to get them into colleges and help them get through auditions and all that kind of stuff so It's a little bit different, but it's exciting to see that there are different organizations with the same idea of getting youth into these music programs. And then with the BTAR program, there's a similar one in Houston that's a full-time position close to what we're doing. I don't know the full name of it, so I'm sorry about that. But there are other ones, and we see with even with the Ross Fellowship, with the PSO, what they're doing, there's a lot of these residencies and focus now on supporting artists of color, which is so important. So then we have more children of color who see themselves and how they're wanted in the music space.
0: Yeah, and I think maybe the lesson is for anybody watching this who thinks, boy, could something like this happen in my community is, uh, you know, kind of what Unison did is look then at these other programs out there and, and see what makes sense in your community and, and identify the needs. And then are there things that uh, you can take uh, that other people have done? And uh, I'm sure uh, that you and, and the others who are, are really in the weeds of Unisound on a daily basis are, are happy to connect with anyone. uh yes, that would have questions. Definitely. Yeah. So give us the website one more time.
1: Okay. So unisound.us is our
0: website. All right. You can see all of the organizations on there. You can learn about the BTAR program and just see all the fantastic things and sign up for the email newsletter, uh, yep. which I think is a great idea, even if you don't live here, uh, because then you, you get a sense of, of what the organization is uh is doing. So Emily, thanks for taking some time to talk to us and all your hard work on all of this.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It's a joy to share the news about Unisound, so I appreciate being on here.
0: Yeah, and we'll look forward to uh to seeing it continue to grow in the next round of BTARs here uh starting very soon. Thank you. Thanks for being with us. And thank you all for joining us on this edition of TMEA Podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, the Grove City College Department of Music. We will see you next time.